Welcome to All Things D&D's Story Dungeon, where we share amazing Dungeons & Dragons stories with you every two days. Now heading inside the dungeon, we have How a Party of 4 Level 3s Defeated a Dragon Our party is running on the 5e system through Discord, and at the time, consisted of 4 players. A half-giant barbarian named Maximus, a goblin warlock named Fig, a human warlock named Mida, and a half-elf nature cleric named Falcon. We were generally accompanied by a few NPCs at a time, and the DM had a house rule that we could use a bonus action to call in an NPC to help us fight. It was limited to one NPC per combat encounter to try and keep from overwhelming everyone and make it so we didn't have to wait forever for our turn to come around again. Overall a solid system. Since we play through Discord we use a dice bot. Everyone's roles are public, even the DMs. While our party was level 3, our main ally Moss went missing. Moss is a level 20 druid. He doesn't really do much aside from rest at home and patch up the party for free, so for him to go missing was unusual. While Moss didn't do much, he was a good deterrent that kept less than savory folks from bothering the small village we took up residency in. The party along with Moss's two children, Willow and Bark, left to go and look for him in an abandoned town near Neverwinter called Thunder Tea. The place looked awful and there were signs of a large battle taking place in the area recently. The party was cautious with their approach, but they were ambushed shortly after by a group of twig blights. We'd gotten about halfway through turning them into kindling before the DM pointed out that they were making strange chittering noises and that the party cleric, Falcon, was able to understand them since he spoke Sylvian. The twig blights were accusing the party of serving the great swamp that was poisoning them. Upon hearing this, Falcon called to the others to stop and thanks to a high persuasion roll, the twig blights stopped as well. The twig blights explained that their home was being poisoned and that if the party truly wasn't serving the great swamp, that they should help and in return, they'd share the treasure they'd collected from the abandoned city. Falcon relayed the message to the others and with that the party eventually agreed, more so because they felt that they could get more information from the blights if they helped. That and one of the twig blights we named Root had taken a liking to Max the Barbarian to the point that it started budding flowers. It was so cute we just wanted to make sure the little guy would be okay after we left. Spoiler alert, we took him with us anyway. With three NPCs in tow, we made our way to the building. We had to clear out some venomous spiders along the way, but eventually made it through town to a large hill where we found a house with a strange tower-like spire attached to the side. The DM explained that the building looked pretty bad and that most of the spire's roof was gone. Root confirmed this was the home that the Great Swamp was hiding in and the party all shrugged and walked inside. The main room of the house was pretty barren, there was a door that led to the spire and we were told that we felt a strange breeze from behind the door. Nope, Falcon said, that's gotta be something breathing. I'm going back outside to find more information. The DM agreed this was allowed and added that there was a second door to access the spire from outside with a similar but weaker breeze leaking through it. At this point the party was pretty well terrified and everyone was silent. We had no idea what was in there and whatever it was, it was huge if Falcon was correct that the breeze was from the creature's breathing. Can I use channel divinity? I have the charm animals and plants option. I'd like to try and grow a thick vine that I can climb to the roof, Falcon asked. The DM thought it over. I'm not sure if that's how that ability works, but roll for it and that will determine if it works or not, I guess? Natural 20. The dice god smiled upon us. Well, in that case, Root waddles over and places his hands on the wall, and a thick and sturdy vine grows up the side of the building. You are free to climb it, the DM states. His voice sounds like he's smiling. Okay, well, I'll do that then, Falcon declared, and so up the cleric went onto the roof. You see sleeping at the bottom of the spire a young green dragon the DM announces. The party collectively craps themselves. There was no way we could handle that. 
Falcon's player has him climb back down, and at that point, the rest of the party is outside waiting for him. What did you see? Fig asked. There's a dragon in there, Falcon said, going a bit pale. The DM was silent, but we could tell he was rather happy with the sense of dread he'd managed to build up. That quickly changed to shock. You know that recipe I told you all about, for the Philosopher's Stone. It requires a young dragon's heart. We kinda need to fight this thing if we're gonna complete it, Falcon pointed out. The scales could be useful for armor as well, Fig said thoughtfully. I want one of its teeth, Maximus chimed in. At this point, the DM remembered he was working with a bunch of beginners that didn't really know just how bad of a situation they were in, and that they were going to try and fight the thing he wanted us to run away from. How are we gonna do this? Fig asked, and the party puzzled it over. We get a sneak attack round since it's a sleep and prone, right? That is true, yes. You get one sneak attack round if you choose to fight it, the DM agreed. Okay, so one person at each door and two people on the roof. We can attack all at once, Falcon suggested. If we go on the roof, we could get knocked off. I don't think any of us would survive the fall, Fig pointed out, and the party was silent. Do we still have those vials of alchemist fire from before? Falcon asked. The party collectively checked its inventory. Between the four of us, there were 20 vials of alchemist fire. Moss had given each of us a few, as payment for rescuing his daughter from vampires. That's a story for a different day, though. If we each throw all five vials at the same time, that would be 20 d4 damage. Suddenly, this seemed a lot more possible. The DM was silent. Hey, that could work, but we'd lose all of our sneak attacks. Can we just try giving all 20 vials to one person and just drop them onto the dragon from the roof? Fig suggested. We'd need a way to bundle them all together so they hit at the same time, Falcon pointed out. Okay, so we'll put them in a bag and drop the bag of alchemist fire on the dragon, Fig stated, and the party all agreed. And Max still has his oil of sharpness. If he puts that on his axe, that would be plus three to attack and damage rolls. Is that what you want to do? The DM asks, and the party all agrees. Okay, so who's going on the roof? The party was silent. We all pretty much agreed going up there was a death sentence. In the end, Fig and Falcon volunteered to go up. Max went to the front door, and Mida went to the back door. With everyone in their place, the party waited. We're probably gonna die, huh? Fig asked Falcon. Probably, the cleric replied with a shrug. Okay, Fig said. Let's do this. I dropped the bag on the dragon. The party was silent as we waited to hear if our plan worked or not. Roll for initiative and roll 20d4. The party cheered as we dealt 52 points of damage in one go with that move and woke the dragon up, who was now incredibly angry. The order ended up being Fig, Falcon, Dragon, Max, Midha. Okay, continue with your sneak attack round. Falcon used a level 2 guiding bolt, which by some miracle hit, dealing 25 points. Max quickly threw his oiled up axe at the dragon, dealing 15 points of damage, and Midha went with good old Eldritch Blast, which missed. By the end of the sneak attack, we dealt 92 points of damage. Sneak attack round is over, the DM announced. At this point, even he seemed to have a sliver of hope that maybe, just maybe, this wouldn't completely wipe out the party. Fig goes to attack and misses, but uses her bonus action to call in Willow, one of the NPCs, which put the NPC right at the end of the initiative list. Falcon got in another guiding bolt in dealing 18 more points of damage, 110 points total. It was still alive, getting angrier, and now it was the dragon's turn. The dragon was pissed. Seeing as Falcon and Fig were close together, it fired a blast of poison breath at the two, rather than multi-attacking for its turn. I'd say you both had about half cover from your position on the roof. The DM's interpretation of the attack was more of a sludgy spit attack rather than a noxious gas, and we were not going to argue the protection of half cover. He rolled for the damage. That will be 20 points of damage each, since you failed your con saves. 
dropping us to 1 and 2 hit points each. Before we could get in a sigh of relief, the DM continued. However, it did knock you back. Please roll deck saves to keep from getting knocked off the roof from the force of the attack. Falcon managed to latch onto the edge of the roof. Big, however, hit the ground with a resounding thud. Well, it was nice knowing you guys, Big's player stated, a bit disappointed, but not overly upset, since she knew the risk. Max uses his other axe to attack the dragon, dealing 17 more points of damage, 117 total. Mida's turn came around. I cast Witch Bolt at level 2, she said, and with the blessing of the dice gods themselves, landed the hit. Roll for damage, the DM said, his voice edging toward disbelief. An 11 and a 9, so 20. And the words we didn't believe we would hear rang out of the DM's mouth like the finest poetry. How do you want to do this? We cheered and shouted like a bunch of school children, but could you blame us? Mitta described how the dragon was electrocuted and fell dead before it could get the chance to take flight. Since Willow was called in, she hurried over to Fig and used a stabilizing spell to bring her back and heal her. You guys are absolutely insane. You were supposed to run away, but that was brilliant. Welcome to level 4, the DM announced. And that is how we managed to take on our first dragon, but not our last. Thanks for listening to All Things D&D's Story Dungeon. We'd love to have you subscribe and review us on iTunes and Spotify. Catch our new episode exactly after two days. Until next time!